Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Ears up podcast. We are here. The first episode of October, which means we're getting ready for Halloween, which means this is a Halloween themed episode, which is why I am looking very cool today. I got my oh, so cool. I got my sunglasses on because it's too bright in here with all these lights and stuff, man. So I, th- I realized I was on TikTok today and I was watching some podcast interviewer interview bill clinton of all people for some reason cool guy uh, talking about, you, talking about ufos clinton. all right yeah and um and the host had on sunglasses i'm like you're gonna address like just a human being that you're wow. interviewing in sunglasses but i mean come on <laughs> now, now i'm doing it That's because it just looks ultimately cool the move i think the, yeah the interviewer must have heard that bill clinton played the sax and he was like oh cool Cool guy. Oh, helico. I wonder if he still plays yeah. the sax. I wonder if he still like, you know, noodles who, around. Whoever abandons the sax, though, really. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Bill Clinton is the only one. I abandoned it after fifth grade, to be honest. See? Sorry. See? I, I abandoned the trombone here, in my 20s and uh, have not gone back. But if I played the sax, I'd still be playing. I tell you, I was forced into playing the clarinet and I couldn't abandon it faster, man. Mm. I could not have gotten rid of that that gummy dry mouth feeling you get after you lick the reed to soak it in your own saliva. Oh, like just mm. you could have been the next Benny Goodman. Come on, no. man. It, no, I was, I was the, uh, the Benny Badman. <laughs> oh, yeah. As a brass player. I loved the idea of being a reed player. Oh man. Oh, no, I wanted to be a, I wanted to be a trombone or a <laughs> trumpet guy. That's what I wanted. Drums is what I wanted. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Whatever. Who can see? But nobody saw it. Only you jerks. So no one cares. I don't know. Anyway, Several whatever. people saw the video. Come on. The cool kids played the oboe. Yeah. We are here today. Taryn is up dealing with uh, Alice because I normally I don't really want to talk about it, but I scared the poop out of Alice tonight. I didn't mean to do it, but like, did you tell her about your restaurant? Yes, I did. I was like, check this out. I was like, daddy's going to quit his jobs and work full time doing podcasting. And she freaked out. No, you guys maybe remember this thing. It's this little toy that I got in Galaxy's Edge um, of like that. I don't I'm sure it has a name, but like the big orb with the spots on it with the tentacles from um, the last resort or whatever it is. What's it called? Yes, the that, last that starfighter. Episode. Yeah, episode, the Jedi. Uh, yeah. Jedi the Jedi goes to jail, I think. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's that thing. And you push a button on its side. Where is it? And it goes. I don't know if you can hear that. Oh. And then you push it again. And oh, no. It, and it vibrates. Yeah. And Alice used to sort of play with that as a baby, as a toddler. She would come in and like play with it and I'm set on the ground and she'd go, ah, whatever. Just like so Harrison I, Ford. Yeah. So <laughs> I um, so I showed it to her. I was like, hey, remember, just tonight. I was like, hey, remember this thing? And pointed at her. She goes, "Oh yeah." I'm like, "Yeah, I used to play." And I turned it on. And I turned it on the vibrate thing, and she backs up. She goes, "Ah!" 
and she's smiling. She almost hits her friggin' head in the doorway going out again. And she runs across the house and like screaming, oh, no. like, like shrill, not like, ah, I'm having fun, but like, ah, like horror movie screaming. And I'm like, my first Chasing thought is, wow, she's with it. No, I'm just standing there. And my first thought is, wow, my child is really good. She's getting good at screaming. She's getting good at playing. This is fun, right? Then I hear her go, <gasps> I'm like, oh, no. Oh, and she no. came at me. She came back walking, just, uh, just terrified of this thing. So um, I wonder if that's what is keeping her up right now. So <laughs> of course she grabbed that, it and shook it in front of her face. <laughs> yeah. I go, look, you're going to be, you're going to be put in the closet for five minutes with this thing on in the dark until you conquer your fear. <laughs> that's what you're going to be doing. Yeah. So I scared my child um, on accident, but also, you know, who cares? She needs to grow up. I yep. by, def- by definition. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Don't we all, we have a great show for you today. We are going to be doing some armchair Imagineering finally. It's been a long time, I think, since we've done this. And um, since it's Halloween-themed, we're going to be trying to work up a new Halloween-themed spooky eatery at the Disneyland Resort. And I guess it doesn't have to be Disneyland proper, but uh, it can. I don't know. I don't know what the guys did. Uh, but somewhere along the line, somewhere in the resort, there's going to be a new um, Halloween-themed restaurant dan's is probably at some sort of like clown resort like three miles off property oh the murder murder clown motel yeah yeah they they promise a shuttle but no yeah a new breakfast buffet at the the friggin super eight yeah the show is just what uh, dan did just a windowless white van with like rides written <laughs> with, a, with a z yeah. and the r's yeah. backwards yeah dude i gotcha absolutely <laughs> So we're going to be running through that, and I think it's going to be fun. I'm very excited. I got clips to play of mine. Oh, my God. oh man. I'm ready to go, man. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm hot and heavy in this thing, man. I'm, I was very excited about it. I was very excited about it. I couldn't even eat dinner. I was, too, I was too happy. I was too excited. But anyway, before we get to that, I want to remind you guys of our travel partner, Conti Ears. You go to ConciEars.com right now. And take advantage of the really cool thing that Disneyland is doing. I haven't read too much about it, but I saw this article and I sent it to Jimmy right away. I was like, hey, I'm sure we could really use this for our trip in January if it, if it happens now. We'll see. Um, but Disneyland is offering big discounts for toddler for, for kids was like three to nine, I think is what it is. I think it's pretty cool. Like they don't normally do that. It's it's like separate from the child thing, right? Yeah. So, oh no, this is a super huge discount on both coasts. That's uh, really kind of cool. Like what y- y- you're used to saying. Well, if your child is younger than three, they can get them for free because they obviously aren't going to have a good time. And now it's yeah. like, oh wait, oh oh, we can actually save money on bringing children to the child place that children and adults like. It's a weird, it's like a weird, um, it's a weird discount to give because you're basically telling people that want to come, you don't have to pay as much money to get in, even though you're, you were totally willing to, mm-hmm. um, my friends were just there the, yesterday and they're like, yeah, dude, after 11 waits are like 30 to 60 minutes, just nonstop. It's wall to wall people. So why would you leave that money on the table, I guess. And, you know, I don't know. It starts January. So maybe that's why. Maybe they're anticipating, like, slower month in the... Um, you were children. You know, January, whatever. Yeah. yeah I guess, yeah. So, um, so anyway, check them out. Go to concierge.com if you want to take advantage of that. If you're going to the parks at all, even if you don't want to take advantage of that, they'll help you uh, plan your trip. They'll book everything for you. And see, this is the kind of thing. You can tell your concierge, hey, 
check out, I want, you know, can we get a cheaper thing or whatever? You don't have to do any work. <laughs> they will do it for you. You don't have and to because, challenge them. You know I mean? they'll, they'll do it for you anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of just a thing that we do. And starting in January, Disneyland will just be filled with children without any parents. Yeah. It's nothing but kids. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. It's a daycare. It's like, here, go. I wonder how many, I wonder how many children are left to their own devices in, in the parks, you know, or maybe not so much anymore because of like stranger danger is, is a thing apparently. But, uh, you know, the eighties or nineties, I wonder if it's like, I'm going to drop you off for the day with your kid, you know, with your friends, you're 10 years old. I, I absolutely did that many times. I think, and, and I look, think, it, and look at you now, I'm, gr- I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> He's there in Tustin. I'm here in Tustin enjoying life. Yeah. Your OG bucket list. <laughs> Anyway, check him out, concierge.com. I'm excited for it. We're going to you know, finally do the service, and uh, I can't wait. Everything's been great so far. It's been really smooth. Only had to pay 200 bucks, and I don't have to pay until December, which is nice. Like I know everything's booked. I got my reservations. I'm ready to go. I don't have to think about it at all. Okay, well, let's get into the show, everybody. What do you think of that? Uh-oh. Who wants to go first? We said so we're joined by Dan. Dan, of course, from the Supreme Resort. Hello. And uh, wait, wait, I appreciate you coming on, hmm? Daniel. Yeah. In the show, isn't that what it's called? The Supreme Resort? We still call that the Resort Supreme? I don't know. Yeah, Dan, no? respond. Yeah, nothing? Yeah, well, sorry, yes. Yeah. Anything? Sorry. I, I want to poke I, Dan with a stick. I think we're we're in the beginning of the booster weirdness. And then, Dan's starting to peak right yeah. now. Everybody. Oh, no. <laughs> He's got the, oh, the no. it, booster. It'll be it'll yeah, It'll be a you just fun got your booster. I hope. Oh yeah, I'm I'm ready to go. I got stuff sticking, metallic objects sticking to me. It's Which great. one? See, and you were smart because you got it after the 5G mm-hmm, activation mm-hmm. that happened yesterday. However, I've started Today's to use Bing as a search engine, and I don't know why. Oh, but that's hard. Oh, I've already been doing that's, that. That's one. what yeah. happens. Yeah. <laughs> Which one did you get? The Noro. Uh, I, got, well, I don't know. I just I'm just I just point and say, "Give me grape flavor," and they're like, "All right, here you go." And they're like, "Here you go." Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Norovax is supposed to be like the one to get, but it also sounds like a disease. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm gonna, let me get the, uh, it's like you're just picking the disease that'll kill you. Oh, I'll take the, uh, you know, polio. I don't know what it is. <laughs> polio. Polio. Come yeah. on, give me polio. Yes, here we go. Okay, well, we're waiting for Taryn to come back, and she already said it's going to take a while. So, Eric, why don't you kick us off? Don't start us off in the uh, spooky eats thing. Whatever you did, let's do some armchair imagineering with you, Eric. Have you done this before with us? I forget. Armchair imagineering? I'm not sure. I had to fight the urge to make this a spooky story. I'm like, no, this is a real thing that we're doing. A real that is next show. Yes, Yes. the spooky stories is coming, man. Yes, I won't write a similarly spooky story about (laughs) award wieners. If uh, look, I really hope, unlike most things that you say, I really hope that this is not a joke. That you will definitely do an award wieners spooky story. I will now have to do an award wieners (laughs) spooky story because I think that'll be amazing. It'll be great. It'll be great. Yeah. 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 Well, here is a very real concept for award wieners on Dan, which Hollywood street are we on in this park? Uh, the GC. Sunset. I don't know. I Uh, I don't know. Skid Row. That crap. Uh, 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 Euclid. There's lots of Euclid streets everywhere, right? Okay. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's pretty safe, man. Yeah. 143rd street. 
And um, well, it's the main street. So it's clearly main street, right? Mm, yes. Well, yeah. we're walking down the street. And uh, as it, when I pitched this to my wife, she said, there's a there's a place called Award Wieners. And I'm like, have you been to DCA? <laughs> and she said, yes. Like, do you remember the place that sells hot dogs? And she said, no. And <laughs> she said, no. Yeah. All right. Well, Award Wieners is a restaurant that is currently there along the, the Hollywood Boulevard or Sunset Boulevard, some sort of boulevard. And uh, I really should know the difference because we've been talking about this for so long on this nah, resort. It's fine. And right next to it, there's a uh, there's a fruit cart. The end. There you go. There we go. That's so scary. Back to you, Jason. (laughs) Thank you. Fruit and nutrition, grody. Well, uh, Award Wieners is a hot dog restaurant. And you know what? I thought it could use a little bit of a punch up. The Award Wieners um, have have an array of of different uh, offerings at the the current time. They've got the Disney 100 stainless steel tumbler. You can choose your uh, fountain beverage coffee or hot cocoa at time of purchase. It's a metal cup that you can put things into hot cocoa in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, they- hot cocoa. Who drinks hot cocoa? It's not hot enough or it's not cold enough anymore mm. to warrant hot it's cocoa. It's never been that cold in California, but right. let me tell you in Florida, okay. also not cold enough. I mean, it occasionally <laughs> gets down to like 50 or 60 degrees over here. So no, that's, that's, that's true. not cocoa weather. That's true. Yeah, that's fair. Bring a light sweater, mm-hmm. like a light wrap or something, mm-hmm. and you're you're Gucci. Anyway, sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Eric. I keep uh yeah. Keep interrupting. Don your your full Baymax um, inflatable suit uh, to protect yes. against the cold. They currently have uh, a few different uh, types of hot dog, but they're all basically hot dogs with different sort of toppings. Well, why not switch things up for the holiday season? We've got the Oogie Boogie Bash that takes over the Disney California adventure experience for several nights a week at the tune of uh, several thousand dollars a night, a hundred dollars a night. I, I don't know. I didn't, I should be actually, I should be there tonight. Tonight was the night that I had tickets to, but I'm sitting at home, not going there. Oh, you approach award wieners and you look at their award wienering menu and you say, huh, this doesn't look Halloween at all. They have all the normal things. The Disney 100 stainless steel tumbler. They have the Tikka dog. They have the Bacon Street dog. The Uptown Chili dog. The All Beef hot dog. Uptown they have all chili. the dogs. <laughs> but teeny, 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 give me diarrhea. Sorry. There you go. They it's going to be the kind a- of show, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yay. Yay. Don't right. be sorry. This is, the, this is what people pay for. True. They also have the plant-based Philly dog. Yep. And uh, film strip fries with or without a whole bunch of meat on them. It's weird that the Philly is plant-based of all things. Yeah, I was going to say the Philly is oh, yeah. plant-based because, you know, one thing about uh, Eagles fans <laughs> is that they are very much. All I want is the onions and the mushrooms. I don't need hey. the meat. Hey, I'm macroing hey. here. Well, if you, you know? guys, if you guys remember, that was Terrence's favorite. It was, thing, yeah. Like on the at Disneyland Resort. I also think it was performative on Terrence's part. Everything somehow. is performative <laughs> on Terrence's part. <laughs> what a diva! Oh man. Yeah. Well, you you walk up to Award Wieners and you say, "I'd like that plant based Philly dog," and behind the counter, there is a, a a scared looking person cast member. Pale in face, 
moist hair plastered around their 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 visage, shaking a little bit. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, sure, whatever, whatever you want. Dan's uh, working at award wieners now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dan's long hair plastered around his face. Yes. And uh, so I have enough for you. Place your order, and they say, "All right, it's going to take a little bit." Uh, can you just uh, just head past the fruit cart and into the courtyard, and we'll we'll get your, your we'll get your order ready. So you you walk toward the fruit cart, and the fruit cart is now uh, there's there's a man standing there wearing a, uh, a a butcher's apron, and it has <laughs> a, a fair amount of rust color on it. Yeah, and he's just gesturing. He doesn't speak. He gestures at the various fruits in front of you. You know the fruit cart. They have the pineapple spears. They have the grape clusters. They have the pickles. All in nice, neat, ice-encapsulated troughs. Well, all of those troughs have uh, melted, and all of the things in the fruit cart are now moldy. Mm. They look horrifying, and so does the man who says, Would you like to have some grapes? (laughs) And you walk past the man because you would not like some grapes. And you walk into basically uh, the mad tea party, if you recall this, or uh, the the Tron thing that they did for a bit. You walk into that courtyard where they have the stage. They had DJs on the stage. There's fog everywhere. There's rad music playing. You're told, just wait for your ordering group. We'll take care of you in a moment. And there's there's cool music playing. There's uh, it, it's a little bit spooky, but you're just having a good time. Maybe somebody hands you an alcoholic drink. It's fine. Maybe. And uh, <laughs> or a non-alcoholic drink that looks like an alcoholic drink. It's just blue. Just drink it. It's fine. Comments so far? I'm with you. All I right. don't I don't understand. So I'm ready to go. All right, I'm, all right. I'm ready to figure it out. When he offers you the grapes, does he like mash them weirdly? Like, like yeah, he's got some moldy ones in his hand, and okay. he's like, "Would you like some?" And they just dribble down his his glove. Perfect. He's wearing a black glove. Perfect. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Yes. I love it for man. sure. Yeah, I'm all and, for it. Uh, you're waiting, and eventually, the person who took your order comes and says, "Can you please follow me? Uh, we need to head back into the kitchen. We need your input on this order." So you walk back into what was, you say, oh, wasn't this the, the massively uh, cold, ultra air-conditioned room that once held a bunch of uh, Avengers merch? No, now this is a scare house. You walk into the, the warehouse behind Award Wieners, behind Phil oh, Hermann. that frozen, it used to be the... Um... Who wants to be a millionaire thing? It was who wants to be a millionaire, as uh, Brian pointed out to me earlier today. <laughs> Fairly recently, they sold a lot of Marvel merch. You walk into there and you're following your server who is uh, basically welcoming, welcoming you into a scare maze. This is Disney's first scare maze a la Knott's Berry Farm, not Scary Farm or Six Flags Fright Fest. And you're walking through and you see you see uh, various stations marked film strip fries and they're grinding up costumed characters. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this oh, is... no. You turn a corner. Home style chili. And it, there's one of the country bears going, oh, <laughs> reaching out to you. Nice. You p- head past the uh, the station marked Disney 100 stainless steel tumbler. And it's Iron Man saying. 
save me. <laughs> and, and you hear a clank, clank, clank. And you see on a conveyor belt behind him at the end of the grinding machine, stainless steel tumbler, stum, stumblers, stumblers. Yes. stumblers. Yeah. coming out uh, several at a time, just because okay. it rhymes with uh, stumblers. You head past uh, this grisly entourage and you get to the end of the maze and various characters come by and say, you're next. And they grab the, uh, the, the server who was so scared when she introduced the menu to you and they throw her into an, a grinder of her own, his or her own, their own. Their own, mm-hmm. thank uh, you. Marks all beef hot dogs. And you come back out to the front and they say, all right, uh, yeah, so we've got your Tikka dog. Uh, that's uh, sweet and spicy pulled pork with uh, fiery tropical chutney served on a toasted bun with cuties, uh-huh. uh, Mandarin origins, or or film stir fries. You can you can pick the fries or the the cuties, but uh, but yeah, here you go. And there's also a large garbage can nearby for all the people who uh, no longer want to eat somebody, even if they know that it's a maze. They know it's a maze, but you no longer want to eat a hot dog. Then. Sure. <laughs> Somebody that you just uh, saw at the start of the maze. So same menu, absolutely the same menu. Everybody's wearing the same costumes, but there's a super cool, rad, scary maze. So while you're waiting for your food, it's something to do rather than clogging yeah. the uh, the boulevard there. Yeah. Okay. Don't, don't go into Disney Junior and watch the you know Doc McStuffins. Oh, don't do that. Show Eric? Doc no. McStuffins. Yeah. <laughs> Eric. Yes. Who hurt you? Brandy. <laughs> it was Dan. <laughs> Yell along. I'm actually concerned that this might lead to people when it's not Halloween complaining that the hot dogs are not fresh anymore. <laughs> That's Dan's um, one concern. Yeah. You know, a few months ago I was Dan, here and I, I saw the sausage being made. I'm just That's right. saying. That's right. It was Tanya. <laughs> Tanya go. Tan, and time it to go. Tasted uh, the 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 mustard just fantastic. The beef just oh my goodness. Mm. So so very good, Eric. Good job. Wonderful. Thank yeah. you. Very scary. Oh wait, we have someone wants to say something. Hold on a second. Oh, man, was that ever scary? Oh boy, I'm all kinds of freaked out now. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. It was he was Walt, Walt Disney. Said he was freaked out a little bit. All kinds of freaked out. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad to have Very freaked nice. out Walt. Thank you, Walt. Yeah, you scared Uncle Walt. Um, Taryn, do you want to go? Of sure. Of sure? Sure. Of sure. Everybody. I will go. All right. Mine is bad. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. Can't see me. I mean, I can't Jason's see. Jason's been murdered. Yeah. Uh mine is not uh like yours at all. <laughs> well, thank you. All right. Mine, I don't know who my, mine is more spooky. Let's call it. Okay, let's do that. So mine is the Carthay Circle Restaurant. I took inspiration from the Silly Symphony, the Skeleton Dance. So no meat on skeletons, um, by the way. <laughs> They're all hot dogs. No, what? no meat on skeletons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> right. what happens after the hot dog right. to go from there to Carthay. Yeah, they're vegetarian. <laughs> So you're in you're in the lounge, right? You're waiting for your table. Maybe you got a drink at the lounge, whatnot. Who knows? Um, but as you walk up the stairs to the restaurant area, once your name has been called, there's this light gradient that happens where you go from the normal kind of pinks and light oranges and um, mauves of the lounge into this sort of aqua color. 
And this is created using only aqua-colored bulbs. And these aqua-colored bulbs are going to be used through the entire restaurant from this point forward. And after a couple of minutes in this type of lighting, your eyes are going to adjust. And it's going to create an atmosphere that is similar to monochrome. So once you're at the top of the stairs, everything should start to appear as if it's in black and white. So meanwhile, the classic jazz music of the lounge fades into the quirky kind of xylophone heavy music uh, that you would hear in Silly Symphony, the skeleton dance. So you're kind of really getting into this vibe. Now, imagine you're up the stairs, you're walking right past the elevator now, and you're walking along the walls where the bathrooms are, right? Right. And in those halls, and I don't know if you've seen Silly Symphonies, the skeleton dance in quite a while, but it's a little five minute short and it starts with lightning, which is perfect. So in this hallway, as you walk through, and of course you're walking through pretty quickly, you're just getting to your table, but you're going to see lightning and there's going to be lots of wind and you're going to see projections of trees and an owl and bats and this wind you're going to actually feel because there's going to be hidden fans that are going to hit you. So you're going to really start to experience this. Like listeners are going to come out and beat you up? Oh. Yes. <laughs> Those kinds of fans. Exactly. Okay. So um, you're seeing these projections of lightning and an owl and it's wavering on a branch from the wind. And then once you're in the dining room, again, remember everything is aqua, right? Um, it's this black and white but, blue and just so you know, I had to do some research. Uh -oh. You cannot create a room. Bull crap. Humans cannot see a room in black and white. And it's impossible. Because if you make all the lights gray, gray is not a color. It is not going to block out any of those colors. So the only way to... Are you saying the environment can't be black and white? To a human, to your eyes. Okay. Yes, okay. in real in real life, it cannot be black and white. So the only way to capture that vibe mm -hmm. is to have all of the colors, all of the lighting in that area be one color. And your eyes will pretty quickly work with your brain and it starts to feel like it's in black and white. And I chose aqua because I thought about yellow, but then yellow to me was a little too close to white and a little too cheery. And I didn't want to go too dark or too creepy with like red or like a blue or a green. So no, I, red is the wrong choice for that. Yeah. For sure. So I settled on aqua because to me, aqua was still kind of that bright, that kind of xylophony vibe. But it would come across, I think, as kind of a black and white feel. Okay. Also, by the way, since we're on this, there are glasses on Amazon that can do this for you which was another idea I had, but I realized I was just going to change all the Face bolts. glasses, not water glasses? No, yes, face glasses. Like that, And I guess they're for painters. Oh. Anyway, I learned a lot. It helps you, it helps them see um, different shadows. Anyway. A monochrome um, rainbow goes, the more you know. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, okay, once you're in the dining room, everything is aqua, a.k.a. black and white. Your eye is drawn to that vaulted ceiling that's in the middle of the room. So it's kind of a rounded room, and in the middle there's this, it just every your eye just naturally goes to the top because there's this big chandelier and there's the the wine in the middle and all of this stuff. So your eye is kind of a Bambi pastoral. It is, but we're not going to worry about that oh. because we are going to be seeing. Yeah, Eric, don't worry <laughs> about Shut that. Up, is what she's Maybe. saying. Yeah, we're not going to be seeing that right now. Right now, we are going to be seeing projections, basically from the short 
film, which is like bats going around, trees wavering, spiders, there's a cemetery, there's a church, there's cats fighting. And of course, there are skeletons dancing. And this is essentially your main attraction here, right? And this is going to continue in an undetectable loop. So it's going to keep going, but the way that the projections go kind of circular, it's always going to feel like it's new to the person sitting down. Okay. Throughout the dining room and, of course, over your dinner, you're going to hear some old-timey kind of Halloween music like this. There I knew at the devil's ball. At the devil's ball. At the devil's ball. At the devil's ball. I saw the cute Mrs. Devil's ball. Pretty and fat. Dressed in a beautiful iron hat. Abraham, the leader man who let all bands last fall. What did he do? He played the music at the devil's ball. Like grandma used to play. Yeah. So no, so no monster mash. No. So okay. If you're still with me, yeah. we've still got that Carthay vibe, right? We're still kind of in that Carthay place. That makes sense. It's you. You don't want to leave the sort of upper class vibe. You just want to plus a little bit. Yeah, we're just bringing in some skeletons, essentially. Some 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 little bit creepy, but you are having a very expensive. And very nice dinner. So we don't want to take that away from anybody. Okay. So the servers are going to be wearing aqua-colored skeleton jumpsuits. Now, this is a little bit of a far cry from what you see Carthay servers wearing now. But the idea here is that the aqua color is going to blend in with the lighting. And it's going to look like your servers are dancing around the tables serving everybody. There, so they are going to essentially look like dancing skeletons. Now to the menu. There are three... Prefix menus here, okay? There's an alcoholic version, a non-alcoholic version, and a kids. Now, let's start with the alcoholic version. This is truly oh. for an alcoholic. <laughs> we're just going to go there. You have to come very hungry. So we're going to start you off with a pre-dinner cocktail. And this is either, you have a choice of two, either in what we're calling injured lauders or the man flatten. Which is a a a Ginger Rogers or a Manhattan? God, um, what is wrong with you? For the appetizers, we're gonna have charcoal infused cheese biscuits and firecracker duck wings for your table. And just as an FYI, cheese biscuits no longer available at Carthay, and I am personally offended by that Rude. and several other things about this place currently. For your salad, you are going to have a farmer's market heirloom tomato salad with artichokes and a basil pistachio vinaigrette. This is currently available, but this is part of your prefix menu. For your wine with your, oh, I'm sorry, with for your entree, thick cut pork chop with creamed corn. I don't know why. I don't remember writing that. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Maybe a like, ghost oh, wrote weird. it. I would not. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change this right now. We're not having creamed corn. We're going to have a pork chop. We're going to have. A baked potato. Like, come on. Nobody wants creamed corn when you can have a potato. Who are we talking to now? (laughs) Is the creamed corn in the room? They're here. They're here. We're not having creamed corn. (laughs) (laughs) We're having potatoes. Um... (laughs) If you are a non-meat eating person, uh, then you would eat, you would also have the option to have braised mushroom raviolis. Your wine for this evening is going to be an organ Pinot Noir. Like O-R-G-A-N? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
but also from Oregon. Oh, yeah. Well, sure. Uh, Oregon. Your dessert for this evening is going to be a pomegranate sorbet with a pumpkin caramel drizzle. And your final final is going to be a Wake the Dead, which is an Irish coffee. Now, for your non-alcoholic menu, your pre-meal mocktail is going to be called a Ring Around the Rosie. And it's going to be a rose petal soda with a splash of black grenadine. And with your meal, you know, you can pick your choice of fountain drink or whatever. And then your final final is going to be coffee or cocoa. And now your kids prefix menu, they're going to get all the same stuff, but just obviously not alcohol. So their pre-meal drink is called a Quirky Owl or a Bones McGee. And that's either a Shirley Temple or a Roy Rogers. Their appetizers are called Spider Catchers. Crackers. I just spelled it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) What an error. (laughs) Hey, it works either way. They're spider crackers. So they're they're crackers. Spider catchers is good. Yeah, yeah. I think sweater catchers is better. And definitely (laughs) was one of those things where you could have not said anything. I know, but I have to explain what a spider cracker is. So a spider cracker is a sandwich cheese cracker, right? I don't know. All right. A sandwich cracker. Why do you have your sandwich? Because he's cool. Why? Yeah. It's too bright in here. A sandwich cracker. With all these ideas. (laughs) Two crackers. Oh, Jesus Christ. The cat fell off the, <laughs> fell what off a the desk. And I can't hear. Now. Pulled, cat fell off the desk and pulled uh, Taryn's headphones out of the. Okay. <laughs> the cat as does not it, want this it would be specific sandwich <laughs> cracker to be discussed. Taryn's head out of something. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. All right, go ahead, Taryn. Tell us about a spider crackers. There this is go. like child's appetizer. It is a sandwich cracker when the little legs are pretzels. That's all. It's all I was trying to get out. Their salad is a small, tiny crudite plate. Their entree is either a ghost quesadilla or worm pasta with butter, which is obviously spaghetti. Uh, They get milk or water, whatever. Their dessert is vanilla ice cream with pumpkin caramel on the side because kids are picky. And then they also get uh, cocoa at the end of their meal if they want. Now, this total experience, $150 for the alcoholic version. Pass. $100. Hold on. $100 for the alcoholic version and $45 for children. These prices are highly discounted from what Carthay would actually charge you now. I'm just saying. I added it all up. Now, some of the smaller details. All of the utensils that you're going to be using this night are going to be shaped like bones. And the napkins are going to be black and white with Silly Symphony stills printed on them. They will be stolen. Hence the price. The pre-dinner cocktails. As someone who steals silverware. (laughs) The pre-dinner cocktails will come out in a coupe glass with bat etchings all around. The wine glasses will have skeleton hand, will have a skeleton hand as the stem, right? And the final, final cocktail will include an owl and a moon-shaped stirrer. And all of these items are available for purchase at an additional cost. Mm. The final final comes alongside with a, a, a side order of a silenced pistol. <laughs> so you can really just end it all. Go ahead. And that's actually it. That's my that's my restaurant. I overlay. love it, Taryn. Good job, dude. Uh, I didn't get applause. No, you didn't. Because I just remembered I had it. But let's see what Uncle Walt has to say. Man, is that ever scary? <laughs> 
Oh, Walt, stop it. (laughs) I got to generate first. So I'm going to have fun editing tomorrow, guys. This is going to be here. Here to start over again. Good job, Taryn. I'll contact Bob tomorrow and see if he can pull his head out long enough to make this happen. (laughs) But don't hold your breath. Mm. I like that pause. Yeah. I will say, I I have to say, small rant. I won't go on very long. I know we got things to do. In researching this, I went to, I had to go to the menu for Carthay and I have to say, I was flabbergasted and personally. You were angry. I was angry. I feel personally victimized by the pricing of that restaurant. No, it's bad. $70 for a steak. Mm. $48 for ravioli. At that price, you should buy also, you can get a side of steak in the company. Like that is absolutely, absolutely insane. <laughs> well, right now that's a scare. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, the price of those entrees made the drink prices seem like a steal. I was after looking at that menu, I was like, you know what, sixteen fifty for a Ginger Rogers, give me three. I'd rather have three of those than a steak. That's all I'll say. But I was, ve- I, I'm still very angry about it because that's one of my favorite places to eat at Disneyland, and I don't think I will go there again unless it, they do my idea. Well, how else? Good. How else that's can right. they afford to be only be open like two hours a day? <laughs> well, right. They don't have to only be open two hours a day. Yeah, that's the <laughs> point. <laughs> okay, a very good turn. We're going to take a quick break, and then we come back. Dan, do you want to go first, or I'll do go, you want to go I'll last? I'll go uh, technically go next? third. So next. Yeah, next. next. Okay. All right. So stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Dan's going to hit us with his uh, restaurant idea, and then I'm just going to flatten everybody with the the best possible idea that could ever even be you know thought of by a man who's. But but have you uh, thought about handsome. not changing the menu at well, all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just this. It's just um, mm. it's just this kiosk. That's it. Just that, and that doesn't change. It's Clarabelle's ice cream. Uh, but mm, people yeah, scream at you that when one. you're done ordering. That's it. That's my idea. Mine's oh, just okay. alien pizza. Party. All right, well, hang on. It's, <laughs> it's it's ears up. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. And now, back to the show that ignites your dream wish of imaginations and magical color wonderment of forever. Ears up. All right, thanks for hanging on, everybody. Before we get to Dan... I want to let you guys know that summer is over. It is officially (laughs) fall. However, if you live in California or specifically the Mm -hmm. San Francisco Bay Area, it is the farthest thing from fall you could ever imagine right now. It is like 90 degrees outside. 
it is hot as Hades in this room, which is, uh, you know, pretty it works well with our vibe. We're going with the <laughs> Halloween thing, which is pretty good. But if you're out there and about and you want something nice and refreshing to drink while you're enjoying the last of your summer weather or whatever, don't forget to check out Hell or High Watermelon Wheat. Or uh, our personal favorite now is Hell or High Mango. That is delicious stuff. The brewers at 21st Amendment brew an American wheat beer for both beers with real watermelon juice or mango, creating a refreshing, fruity, and quenching beer, or what they affectionately call summer in a can. Hell or High Watermelon Wheat will make any weekend barbecue or beach time activity that much better. I tell you, last week I was like, oh man, this is over. You know, barbecue season is done. And then the last two days have just been like, ugh. Like eight o'clock, you don't even open the doors in the morning. You're like, and eh, that's not, <laughs> this isn't, uh, I love uh, climate change. It's a <laughs> lot of fun. When visiting the California Bay Area, be sure and stop in at the, at the, at the, at the 21st mm-hmm. Amendment's San Francisco Brew Pub at 563 2nd Street, which is right around the corner from Giant Stadium. Ooh. And also be sure and visit the brewery tap room just across the bay in San Leandro with an outdoor beer garden and everyone's favorite cheese curds, everybody. Mm-hmm. Which My they favorite. are delicious. Like just the warm, the breading. It's, I don't really. Oh, I love a good fried cheese. Dude, curd. I, you got to, you got to try these. These are great. And I don't know if we've said this on this show, but, but Sully, the, one of the owners of 21st Amendment, he actually like went on like a U.S. tour to find the actual cheese curd that he wanted for his restaurants. Wow. Because. True. He was that into cheese curds. And it, which which Wisconsin town did he choose? <laughs> it, unknown, actually. Un, unknown, but um, they are delicious, and you can tell that there is love built into those. I love that love. It's true. All right, Danielson. Yes. Let's go, man. What do you got for us, buddy? I have Alien versus Predator, Napa Rose, <laughs> Hell's Kitchen Experience. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> I'm already scared. Oh, you should be. Do you really? And I probably should have done, shouldn't have done that reveal because I, I wanted to present it in a certain way. So pretend you didn't know. Uh, didn't know boost, what? Boost is kicking in. Boost is kicking yeah. in. Yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> it truly is. Uh, as we all I know, have 11 toes. And therefore, <laughs> as we all know. my foot. Yeah. Yeah. As we all know, the purchase of Fox has given Disney access to a bunch of different franchises that they haven't really utilized. You got Simpsons, Family Guy. MASH, Die Hard, American Idol, all those, you know, franchises. Uh, They have yet to do anything with them. People talked about what can they do with Family Guy? What can they do with Simpsons? Possibly open a MASH pavilion in Epcot. You know, normal things for people to talk about. Disney, they also have a few facilities which are underutilized throughout the day, like we talked about with Carthay. They also have Disney Junior Dance Party that's only open during the day. Uh, Napa Rose and Carthay only open at night. So, this leads to nothing but opportunities for synergy, right? So the obvious direction to go in here is Alien versus Predator in Hell's Kitchen at Napa Rose. <laughs> now, this works because the facility has an open kitchen layout, which lends itself to competitive cooking. <laughs> sure. <laughs> which is one thing we're experts at is competitive cooking. Right. I mean, you've seen the shows, right? Uh, and in this concept, Chef Alien and Chef Predator have decided oh to put goodness. away their bloodlust for one another to duke it out where it really matters, preparing culinary delights for tourists. Now, Alien... To impress Gordon Ramsay as well. Well, that yes, there will be a Gordon Ramsay as, you know... You call this a chest burst? Yeah, totally. What is this? <laughs> now, Alien, I feel like, needs to be animatronic. 
but he's a, he's in the kitchen. But Predator and Gordon Ramsay will both be costume characters. Now, Chef Predator is his costume. Yeah, what is? Yeah, okay. <laughs> now, Chef Predator, it's like a uh, like like that Genesis uh, video, <laughs> the Phil Collins video. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they're all the puppets and all that. <laughs> well, I'm I'm fiction. It's a, like a face character. You know, it's someone playing sure. the part of Gordon Ramsay. Okay. Or I like the idea of he's in a costume or a mascot costume. Either way, yeah. But he wouldn't be able to yell insults at people if he was the mascot costume, and that's of course part of this. So Chef Predator's menu can feature a selection of game meats like boar, rabbit, elk, and venison. And those are underrepresented uh, underrepresented in theme park cuisine. So that's an opportunity there. And there's another meat called the Chef's Special, which is kind of heavily implied to be human. But it's going to be pork because apparently we taste like pork is what I've heard from my cannibal friends. You hear um, that, Taryn? Tastes like pork. You don't have to worry anymore or wonder. There we go. I don't have to wonder. I was typing that in the chat, by the way, during that episode. <laughs> it's like, pork, pork. Also. Honestly, though, pork is kind of delicious. So, yeah. like, Also, I, mean, I can't. This is another episode of I can't tell if Dan is kidding or not when he says he has cannibal friends. <laughs> because if anybody on this show or on this network would have cannibal friends it would be daniel and he would be like cool with it but he wouldn't he wouldn't like sleep over at their house yeah I mean, like, <laughs> hashtag woke one star i don't need to try it <laughs> yeah uh i won't confirm or deny whether i have cannibal friends uh, see <laughs> what i'm saying now i don't know honestly i don't either <laughs> okay. well i mean that's somehow less comforting but go ahead I know. <laughs> chef predator woman ice I'm pretty sure I don't. How about that? <laughs> that's, you know, that's all we can ask in life, man, is to be pretty sure our friends aren't cannibals. That's all. I feel like at least one of everybody's friend is. Sure. Wow. Any, anyway. Yeah. Think about think while you're listening to this, chair. take which half of your, your brain and, and think about which of your friends would be cannibals. <laughs> and give them a call. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's for sure, Terrence. Hey, Dan. Dan, you all right? You, eat, I'm doing you eating beef tonight no. or are you a vegan again? Really I think it would be Bev. <laughs> I, think I think it would be Bev. Bev. I think Bev has a sensitive stomach. Should we call her and ask? Talk to human meat? <laughs> if she's a cannibal. Maybe we'll call her and ask. Go okay. ahead. Yeah, anyway, continue, right. please. So uh, Chef Predator will menace his team of cooks to deliver high quality gourmet food. Uh, he'll also he's also going to tour the dining room only using using only weird, like assertive motions and gestures towards the food. Like he's trying to find out how much you like it, but he can't speak. Right. So he's only like hissing, making hissing sounds to communicate to guests and pictures will be encouraged, but no one will communicate this. Like like if so, if someone says like, hey, I want a picture with Chef Predator, they'll be like, absolutely no problem. But he's going to be like. I guess what I'm trying to say is he's going to be trying to be friendly, but he's the predator. So he can't like speak. All he has is those hissing sounds and, you know, pointing aggressively. Right. Cause he's very sure. concerned about what a little Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. The mouth, well, the think, mandibles. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah. not to be, not to be that guy, but the, for the original predator or the, um, Oh, the predator. Never mind. You're talking, I thought you were talking alien. I was like, alien's a girl though, but go ahead. Okay. So, Chef Alien's menu will, of course, be largely inspired by the work of H.R. Giger. And so that's going to be lots of uh, pasta with tentacles, ink, oil, and lots of eggs. So many yeah, eggs. Like, like squid ink? Yeah, squid, squid ink. Squid ink yep. uh, pastas? Okay. Yeah. There'll right. be like yeah, 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 yeah. weird bug dishes from other countries. And oh, like of, cricket. Yeah, like lots of yeah. eel. Uh, right. Now, the, the obvious question here is how will Chef Alien interact with the guests if he's an animatronic? 
So the idea here is to make it so terrifying that no one would want to. But if anyone asks, there will be a special setting on the animatronic where Chef Alien smiles with both mouths for the camera. And no one will explain this. It's just a possibility. And all the servers on the alien side will look weird and sickly. And they heavily imply that they are hosting a chestburster, which could spring out from them at any moment. And one of them could have survived this and now has a chestburster sticking out of their torso, which is actually a puppet, like the Figment and Dreamfinder thing. And okay. like Figment, this uh, chestburster will enjoy taking hats off people's, head, people's heads and tossing them in the ground. <laughs> And throughout dinner service, Delightful. oh yeah, throughout dinner service, Gordon approves of each dish being served or if he refuses to send them out. He insults the chefs, calls them names. They look sad and promise to do better. <laughs> and once all the guests have been seated and served, it is revealed that this is also a dinner show of sorts. Gordon Ramsay announces that they have a secret celebrity guest who has come by for a surprise dessert course. And who is it? Well, of course, it's Mickey Mouse himself. Both chefs are excited to see him and a little bit starstruck. And now that the stakes have been been raised, the two competitors become more tense. Unable to attack one another due to their gentlemen's agreements, Chef Alien and Chef Predator become increasingly irate and take this out on their kitchen staff. That's, of course, leads to Chef Predator brutally slaying his kitchen staff. But he had, then he has no choice but to prepare the dessert course all by himself. He's visibly shaken by this and fumbles his way through the kitchen. Pots and pans are falling. It, it's, it, he mimes his displeasure like someone doing things wrong in the before footage in an infomercial. And Chef Alien is saddened, of course, by this and begins to weep. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I skipped something. Uh, COVID booster. Uh, Mickey is scared by this and he runs away from all the noise because he's a mouse, right? So he's scared. Sure. And yeah. yeah it's I chef. love when you bring logic into the <laughs> chef predator, <laughs> chef alien so house kitchen battle. That's my, that's my favorite part. So chef How alien. They, they do, yeah. It's, yeah. It's yeah. exactly what a mouse would do. Right, yeah. guys? Yeah. It's real. Obviously. I love well, realism. Yeah. And what, what I love about that touch <laughs> is that it ignores that Mickey Mouse is basically human. In this world. <laughs> So Chef Alien is saddened, saddened by this and begins to weep like profusely and his staff tries to control him. But oh, no, his, his tears are acid. <laughs> so or her rather, I don't know. Uh, and so there, we're then retreated to a horrific display of live practical effects as the kitchen staff all dies painfully of acid burns. And the wait staff jumps in to help because they have to complete this dessert course. But they sure. all die a gruesome, gory death as chestbursters erupt from their torsos in unison, like the grand finale of a fireworks show. So then Gordon Ramsay has had enough of this and yells at them to shut it down and go back to the dorms. Now, this would also be a great opportunity for Gordon to mention all the places they could be staying on property. And if they have any open rooms, he can suggest like, you know, maybe you want to stay at the Pixar hotel. No one really stays there anymore, but we have a special deal. Um, and then Chef Alien and Chef Predator both sadly go away. Chef Alien's animatronic is hoisted into the ceiling and Chef Predator walks away sadly, dragging the corpse of one of his chefs. Gordon tells him to leave the body, of course. And there, it's clear that there's like genuine support and appreciation in their relationship and that Gordon is a good mentor. And as Chef Predator, Predator walks away <laughs> defeated, Gordon yells, Predator, like we think he's in trouble, right? And Predator just the door turns and looks at Gordon. He's kind of like, oh, no, I'm in trouble. And Gordon just kindly says, get some rest and do better tomorrow. And then Predator smiles, makes a hissing sound. He leaves, you know, uh, and then Classic. 
Yeah. And then Gordon, as he as he leaves the restaurant, he does things like he always does at the end of his shows, like ad libs, things like, oh, dear, dear, better get a medic or, you know, just saying the name of a dish that he found especially amusing. And then the show's over. They can sell merchandise. So that's that's my concept. Okay. Um, My favorite part about it is that it's like the the classic, typical Disney fair. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Same with Eric's. It's just like, oh, no, they changed the menu. But, Classic, you know, <laughs> everybody dying kind of thing. Well, they've got you the know? Gordon Ramsay scallops, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course the sure. scallops are there. Yeah, the Gordon Ramsay animatronic puppet is uh, hawking his <laughs> pots and pans. <laughs> you know, oh, classic wow. stuff, man. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Good job, Daniel. Thank you. Um, oh, wait, hold on. Uh, I think someone wants to say something. Oh. Walt, what do you think of that? Daniel, I think you need a hug there, buddy. Can I hug you? Will you hug me back? Would that be weird could we sweat all interesting things to consider <laughs> could we sweat <laughs> Walt, Walt's getting a little old that's well, awesome his, I mean he he's like 95 years old he doesn't know what he's saying <laughs> uh, this is this is genuine human emotion yeah transmitted through sweat Daniel I think you need a hug there buddy can I hug you will you hug me back would that be weird could we sweat all interesting things uh, to consider. Yeah. All interesting things to consider. So Definitely go, interesting man. things. Yeah, absolutely. Lots to ponder. <laughs> Lots to ponder. All right, Mr. Handsome. All right, well, that's our show. Did it? Did Now for supposedly the best one ever. Oh, yeah, for sure. What I think Disney does really well as a company is take their tentpole characters and give them new dynamics within the holidays, right? You have Mickey and Minnie in their like little Christmas sweaters, or you have Minnie and Daisy as cute little witches. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But what I think Disney could do better is use the holidays to bring some attention to the lesser known movies and IP that they already have. Beyond this being a way for me to be cool and talk about these movies nobody has heard of, I think this just makes sense for a number of reasons. The most obvious reason is that Disney already has made these friggin' things. They've already made these movies. The hard work is done. They have the lore baked in. They have the background. They have the characters. They have the costumes. They have the sets. They have all of it, right? Let's remind people that these things exist, these lesser-known movies, which I will get to in a second. Even if the movies aren't good, kitsch is in, baby. You're already making costumes for the holiday characters, so the cost isn't going to be that much more than it would be, you know, anyway, right? You have Goofy in his, you know, little um, skeleton costume or whatever. You could put that budget somewhere else, right? Something more interesting than that. The parks have always been a funnel for the Disney IP. As much as we want to believe that Walt was just trying to build a place for families to come and have fun, it's more about making the films a part of their nostalgic place in their minds rather than, you know, oh, families are cool and we need to help them. I'm helping. I'm doing you a favor. No, you're putting me at the top of a sales funnel. So to that end, let's bust out some fresh ways we can use already existing characters for an amazing throwback-ish Halloween event. It's called Creatures of the Night or like something else. I don't know. I tried to get something like a really Disney related, but I, my brain wouldn't go that far. My brain is not as infected. Creatures of the Magic. Something like that, yeah. En- enchantment, en- enchantment of the creatures, or something like that, or critters, because like critter country, you know. 
It also takes place in Hollywood land, like Eric's mm-hmm. does, mm-hmm. right in front of that building where Flynn's used to be, the mm-hmm. same area that had the Mad Tea Party and the Tron Dance thing, you know? Yep. Oh, the uh, other building. Okay. Yeah, the other building. It used to be Hollywood and Dine. So just okay. to clarify, you're talking about the giant underutilized area in yes. between one very large underutilized building and the other very large underutilized, or sorry, not utilized building? <laughs> Correct. Okay. Yes. Got it. Yeah. What this event is, is an evening full of bites and sips, which okay. Disney loves. Basically, a Halloween version of the food and wine festival. You have various food and drink tents or kiosks set up in the area, each with a different theme, and each one in conjunction with a local eatery or drinkery in the LA area. Um, you created yeah. a beer festival. Yeah, basically, um, because I like the idea of the of the uh, food and wine festivals, but I, I want it to be more SoCal oriented. Okay. So let's work with some of these places. L.A. has a ton of really great places to eat. So let's work with them. They can work on the menu. We can get some little cross promo going. I think it'd be a lot of fun for everybody, right? Sure. But they can be themed to whatever I'm going to be talking about next. Themed to these different movies, right? So you can. Okay. And I have some examples later, but whatever. But what do they serve here? What? Food are they serving? I will come back to that because it's now time to talk about what the hell happens here. What happens at the Creatures of the Night Food and Wine Festival Bite and Sip? Okay. Creatures of the Night is a home for all the weird-ass characters from Disney franchises that we really don't know about or forgot about for various reasons. Either we want to or our brains don't work. As we walk around biting and sipping our way through our savings, (laughs) These characters roam freely, interacting with us as we justify aloud while we feel good about a $10 taco. There are spots off to the side for photo opportunities, each themed to the character. The whole space is designed like a funnel, pushing you into the the old Hollywood and Dine building. My list of characters reads like a who's who of under-rented VHS tapes at Blockbuster. Okay. (laughs) But the people who grew up watching this stuff are the ones who are going to the parks now. And their kids have probably seen all this crap as well. So let's give some love to the following. I'm going to list the movies, the brief synopsis from Wikipedia about the movie, and then the character I want to bring in. And then I do have some clips to play of some of this stuff, but not the first one. The first one, Frankenweenie, 2012. The synopsis is young Victor Frankenstein is a science nerd and an outsider at school. But he does have one good friend, his dog Sparky. But then tragedy strikes, and Sparky shuffles off this mortal coil. Victor is heartbroken, but his science teacher gives him an idea of how to jolt old Sparky back to life. The experiment is successful, and all goes well, until Victor's fellow students steal his secret and use it to resurrect other dead animals with monstrous consequences. Mm. Here, we're going to pull the dog, Frankenweenie, and since it's a real dog, he's probably only going to be a photo op. I don't really think asking an animal to be in a costume around hundreds of people is all that cool to the animal, you know what I mean? But I don't like that, yeah. Yeah. His photo area can have Mr. Whiskers, the cat from the movie, and some of the other characters, probably cardboard cutouts or whatever. If you haven't seen this movie, you got to you got to do it. I'm sure it's on Disney Plus or whatever. It's directed by Tim Burton, so it's cute as hell. It's very much Corpse Bride, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas sort of, but uh it's it's a great. It's great. It's cool. I, it was I've a, never seen it. It was a short 
And then I think it became a movie, and then he made it into a movie or whatever. <laughs> it's cute. Yes. Yeah. All right. This next one is called Under Wraps, and it was released in 1997. It was remade recently in 2021. Here's the synopsis. Three 12-year-old children, Amy, Marshall, and Gilbert, encounter a mummy, which has been undiscovered in 3,000 years. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> While investigating, they accidentally revive him, but he must be returned to his resting place by midnight on Halloween, or he will never find his long lost love. So I'm going to play a little clip of the, actually the trailer for under wraps and you are going to watch it and it's going to be good. <laughs> kind of sounds like Encino man a little bit. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> Gilbert and Marshall, Amy will be with you too. You're the new girl, right? I'm Amy. Welcome to the secrets of the Egyptian tomb. Shouldn't there be another mummy? The mummy mysteriously disappeared. <gasps> I finally stole the mummy. Hey there, nice mummy. You want me to take it now. mummy into my house with my mom home? You're the one who loves mummy. Who's your friend? That's terrible. Kid from school. He's actually pretty cool once you get used to him. Here, it's hot sauce. <laughs> The mummy, it's gone. Oh, break you dance. gotta stick with us, Harold. It's not safe for an We need some expert advice. If he doesn't make it back into his coffin, he could turn to dust. Mm. We have to help Harold. Friends have each other's backs, right? Grab him, grab him now! Oh. Harold, watch out! I don't know if I can do this. We need a skateboard. Remember, we're in this together. Watch Under Wraps on Disney Channel. Oh, Dan. Dude, I would have loved that movie when I when I was like 10. Oh, man. Yeah, sure, man. You know, there you go, right? Like, what are you going to do? I don't know. There you go. That's it. That's, that's under wraps. So we're bringing the mummy for this one, of course. And, you know, those of you who are listening to it instead of watching the trailer, which, by the way, go watch the trailer. That was the 2021 remake trailer, which is the best sort of quality. Uh, but the mummy, you, you hear the, he's like giving a thumbs mm -hmm. up or there's one scene where he chugs a bottle of hot sauce and then burps real loud or whatever. Very slapstick, very funny, very educational, very cool. Imagine this thing ambling down the aisle of the Bites and Sips Festival, <laughs> right? A combination of Encino Man and, well, the mummy, I guess. This would be awesome because he could do little gags and stuff like that with everybody. I think it'd be fun. It would be. No yeah. one would know who he is. Absolutely <laughs> not. He would just be the mummy. They would just think, oh, look, it's the mummy, right? Yeah. But that's what I mean. Then you can go to the photo ops and like there's, you know, more stuff. And it's recent enough where, you know, it's made on the Disney Channel. The so kids would might know. I think people might know who, you know, who it is. You probably right? get the original actor to play it. Probably, right? <laughs> yeah. Black Cauldron, 1985. Oh, yeah. In the land of Prydane, lowly pig herder Taryn... Dreams no. of yeah, really? Well, I think it's Tehran, but I like Taryn better. Nice. Uh, dreams of becoming a gallant knight. Young Taryn receives his heroic calling when the evil horned king kidnaps Henrin, a prophesying pig that has been entrusted to Taryn. Now, with the help from his furry sidekick, Gurgi and Princess Alanoe, <laughs> Taryn must locate uh, the magical black we? cauldron. I, oh, yeah, I've goes. seen this movie a lot. Uh, before the Horn King is able to use its mystical powers to summon an army of the undead. Now, this one is a little harder because it's animated, but I think it's still doable. 
You have the Horned King walking around with Creeper, which is a little right-hand goblin, right? It looks really cute. Big old eyes. The King's Guard are there too. Uh, maybe just walking around. I think it'd be awesome stuff, right? People might not know this, but I think there's enough interest in the Black Cauldron where people would, you know, people would know. And I think you mm -hmm. can really drive a lot of uh, interest, especially they're trying to find people to watch stuff on Disney Plus anyway. I think all this stuff is on Disney Plus. So it's a perfect thing. It's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. Mr. Boogity, 1986. Yeah. Have you guys heard about this movie? Yep. <laughs> Here's the synopsis. A novelty salesman moves his family into a new house. Initially dismissing incidents as more of their father's practical jokes, the family soon learns that the house is haunted by people who lived in the house 300 years previously. So uh, I'm going to play a trailer for Mr. Boogity, and I want you guys to uh, absorb it fully and see what uh, see how much you enjoy it. <laughs> Tonight on the Disney Sunday movie, the Davises are moving into a new house. Definite fixer-upper. Where the tenants are deceased, <laughs> but not departed. This house is not haunted. Hey, Keep it's a mummy. out. Boogity man. What boogity man? Boogity boogity. Now it's every man, woman, and child for himself. I saw him. What a weirdo. Dad's gonna negotiate with Mr. Hamburger. It's spirited family fun. Mr. Boogity. I'd move. Mr. Boogity. Oh. Oh, oh we're, we're gonna watch the whole thing. So here's also an intro by uh, the one and only Michael Eisner. Hello. Oh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, it's more right, audio it, than visual, so uh, I apologize. I'll just cut this out of the pod, maybe. <laughs> oh. oh, God, no. Good evening. Excuse me, I'm just finishing up a little work. Good hello. Welcome to the Disney Sunday movie. Now, I admit that tonight's feature, Mr. Boogity, is a little weird. It's a family comedy all about ghosts, evil spirits, and a very haunted house. But look at that. The guys in the special effects department here at the studio knew I was introducing Mr. Boogity. And this is their idea of a little joke. Very funny guys. Pyrotechnics, wonderful, really. Phone book, hot telephone call. Nobody has a magnifying glass. Okay. He's such a good actor. Chair, great. He's I'm great. Boogity. <laughs> hey guys, this is not funny. This is not funny. Right. I just hope you figure <laughs> out a way right. to be back by next week. Good night, guys. I got another movie to introduce. You know what? I have always been an uh, and Michael Eisner hater, and I'm not gonna lie, that made me kind of like him. It was cute. Bob Iger would never do that. Absolutely not. Chapek never. Oh, I no, wish he did. He can't. Oh yeah. God, I wish he did. He doesn't. Oh, he doesn't have that chip in his brain. No. Yeah. But that but was, Eisner wanted to be Walt. I kind of liked it. Eisner wanted to be Walt. Iger just wants to buy everything. He's like me. He just wants to buy things. This movie so, has shown that it's going to be highly profitable and be very popular with our fans. Uh, um, here. So for this, you got to have Mr. Boogity, which I don't know why it's not 
Boogie, the boogeyman, but Mr. Boogity. <laughs> and, you know, he shoots lightning out of his fingertips and says Boogity. <laughs> like, also, it's just, oh, yeah, pretty the much like the Emperor thing. from Star Wars. Yeah, and the Candyman mixed together. <laughs> he looked too scary for, for a Sunday movie. Like, he was too scary. Yeah, but you know what? It's Disney Channel, 1987. Who cares? Uh, he, uh, so this is what I say. Uh, he, you got to have Mr. Boogity. He might be too scary for kids, but who cares? They need to grow up anyway. But I think that would be great, Mr. Boogity, walking around town going, Boogity, Boogity, Boogity. <laughs> oh That'd be God. awesome. All right, this next one, Can of Worm, 1999. This is a one-sentence synopsis, and it is thusly. A teen is visited by aliens after he broadcasts a message into space. <laughs> so here is the official trailer for Can of Worms. Gonna, uh, we're going to watch this and we're going to discuss. It's actually a, a shorter one. There's, there's two. I found uh, one account that has both trailers on, but this is a shorter trailer. So we're going to watch. Them. I legit have never heard of this one. Mr. Boogity, I know, but this, I, this, is, actually, actually, <laughs> this is actually on my watch. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet, but I out of his mind. You are definitely. Another planet. But when he sends a call for help and to outer space, stop it, Jeffrey! He'll be out of this galaxy. You have moved off a can of worms. Now it's up to him to save his family and the world. <laughs> they said it. Can of worms, a savvy premiere of a Disney Channel original movie. April 10th, 7, 6 Central, only on Disney. Saturday, April 10th. Yeah, we're just going to watch the, 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 the minute long one. <laughs> So he sent a call for help into Classic. outer space. Fellow citizens of the galaxy, I do not belong on this planet. Interesting voice text. Voice to text already right there. I am Barnabas from the star system Puppets. Oh boy. I am the Pope. How do you do? <laughs> you have opened up a can of worms. I never thought this thing would work. Now, the most popular kid in the world has the biggest problem in the galaxy. Is everything all right? You look stressed out. On April 10th, lock your doors, hide your food, and be careful what you wish for. I can't just take off on a, a spaceship. I freaked out a sleepaway camp. Can of Worms, a Saturday premiere. I freaked out a sleepaway camp. Anyway, there you go. That's Can of Worms, everybody. All right. <laughs> so for this, you, you, I'm not sure I like that medallion that 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 dog. Oh had. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Barnabas. Um, you gotta watch the trailer. It's weird, man. The main monster I want to bring out here is the slug kind of alien guy. You For know, sure. with the human mouth and teeth. Yeah. No, that looked awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one. Imagine this thing slurping around at your feet. I think this would be so much fun to see. I think it'd be really great. The next one I want to talk about: zombies. From 2008, this is a Disney Channel original, and this is the last clip I'm going to be playing. We're almost done here. Uh, but I think that's the wrong thing. Uh, I think zombies you got you got to bring out. I mean, this is just classic. Uh, zombies? Zombies. My nieces love zombies. See? There you go. There you go. All right, here we go. Um, let's play this trailer. The first day of school. A time for new beginnings, renewed friendships, and, well... Ah, 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 ah. Zombie! Ah! Wait, what? Zombies. Zombie! This kid's such a bad actor. 
Hello? You're safe. For now. I'm Zed. What's your name? Addison. Zed! Nice Got it. <laughs> Zombie. I'm so sorry. My parents have always taught me that zombies are disgusting, dead-eyed freaks, but you're not hideous at all. Thanks. Oh, God. You're either pro oh, no. No. Or pro zombie. Yeah. Humans don't really like zombies. That's just because they haven't met me yet. At this school, how do I try out for the football team? You don't. It's time things changed around here. It takes guts to be yourself. Who's the zombie? I'm the zombie. This is some woke garbage. <laughs> I'm not a monster. I'm a zombie. Zombies, a new Disney Channel original movie coming in 2018 to Disney Channel. You know you're talking to zombies, right? I'm fighting against intolerance. I fought mine by eliminating dairy. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny, man. I'm sorry. I'm fighting it. I'm I'm fighting intolerance by eliminating dairy. That's funny. It's a funny line. I could definitely see Alice watching that in like two years. So. <laughs> two? Yeah, my, my niece is absolutely both of those zombies movies. Yeah. And Descendants and all the others that were coming out around them. They were totally into it. Yeah. Um, well, so the synopsis for this movie is the students of Seabrook High School are thrown when students from Zombie Town transfer to their school and both groups must work together to prove they can embrace the differences to celebrate their community. Which, you know, on top of everything else you have to worry about in high school, those kids from Zombie Town coming over should not be one of them. No. You know what I mean? This would be fun and super cheap to do. The costumes are just sort of like darker color tones on normal clothes. And the makeup isn't really that graphic. It's just some sort of like, you know, grease paint or whatever. There's at least one. Green hair. Yeah. There's at least one dance number here. So that would totally have to happen live. Can you imagine? Break dancing zombies? Come on now. Only problem I can think of that is that a bunch of people would be like, why is there a bunch of Joker here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'm damaged. I'm damaged. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so those are some of the unknown things because here at Creatures of the Night, we are not trying too hard to play to the common denominator of Jack Skellington or Mickey doing satanic blood magic. But we also have to play up some of the more recent things, of course. So you can pull some cool stuff like Werewolf by Night that came out last year. Probably Hocus Pocus, just because there's a third one coming. Sorry, I misspoke. A third one. And of course, maybe what esoteric revival would be complete without the one thing that literally makes every project better? The Muppets. The Muppets mm -hmm. Haunted Mansion would have to be represented here. It'd probably be the only Haunted Mansion thing referenced in my little area. Okay. Muppets Haunted Mansion Dan, I'm pointing at you. was awesome. Mm-hmm. Dan, did you not like Muppets Haunted Mansion? I haven't watched it. You haven't? There you go. I All watched right. the first five minutes and I was like, I know what this is and I have no interest in it. Oh, you're, no, you're, um, you're missing out mm -hmm. on I don't a think lot I of am. joy. I don't think All I right. am. Well, I think I, that, my, my feeling is it's just like, we're going to do the Haunted Mansion, but it's Muppets and that's why it's funny. And what then, clued you in? Was it the fact that it's the Muppets Haunted Mansion? Yeah. Title? Is that the, okay. And I, I, I kind of hoped that they would bring a little bit more to it. And but you didn't even you watch didn't it. You didn't watch it. You can't say that. Yeah. Doesn't Maybe they did bring more to it. Like what do, if it's called Muppets Haunted Mansion, what did you want them to bring to it besides well, Muppets and Haunted not Mansion? Job. I'm not the writer. <laughs> what do you think? What, what did you think Muppets Haunted Mansion was going to be about? I'm curious. I was hoping that 
it would they would maybe do something inventive with the idea like okay, and, do, and they yeah like what okay let me ask you this yeah do they have kim irvine in it because i can't imagine well you they know they have kim irvine okay. in it. Yeah. <laughs> you know that they do that's the but, one part that sucks well and yes it is the one part I that sucks suspect- but also if you think about it on the one hand it's pretty inventive who else puts the creators of the things in the things right you know, Quentin Tarantino puts himself in movies. But that's it, about it, it. It seems to me like a lot of the humor is just based on like, hey, you know that thing? Here it is, but now it's Grover or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, and well, I, look, I get that some people like that. I that to me is the, the most irritating form of humor. Just be like, yeah, remember this? Mm. This is delightful having this uh argument off to the side instead of me arguing. Argue with Dan directly. Yeah, it's different, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the whole concept of the Muppets is a send up, but it's just like Mad Magazine or whatever, right? So it's if you don't like that kind of satire, then I guess I guess but you don't lot, like this. But it's usually they usually add something more with their filter. Well, so the Muppets do a pretty good job of doing. Anyway, I think you know one day when you're bored as hell, every day, just watch it, <laughs> see what happens. You might actually really enjoy it. Who knows? Give it a shot. But anyway, back to the funnel. Inside the old Hollywood and Dine building, you have merch from all the IP that we saw outside. Characters come from outside into this shop, interact with you in line, like sort of like the stormtroopers in Galaxy's Edge do, and sort of interact with you in general, right? Maybe you're picking out a top, and the mummy goes, <laughs> and gives you a thumbs up or whatever. Okay. <laughs> the food served at in the kiosk is, again, themed to these different films, uh, shows, and characters. And here are some food ideas. Frankenweenie, right? You have three different hot dogs stitched together in one bun. Oh, my Ooh. God. <laughs> okay. Can of worms. Some kind of, like, mango molecular gastronomy thing where you have a slug-shaped container of thickened mango juice with some, like, passion fruit foam for the slime okay yeah there you go the foam's good yeah yeah yeah. Um, in in for the foam hocus pocus just a big plate of candy corn (laughs) gross yeah (laughs) this this event only happens in the evening starting at 5 p.m and runs until close and you know what just because i'm in a good mood here let's have it be a dance party also a raucous event that doesn't really know what it is or even what it wants to be you know like dca (laughs) okay well that's great because you get to see everybody loves to watch zombies dance as we've seen in all every zombie movie ever made (laughs) yeah it's true Uh, yeah and you get enough cocktails in you in dca you're gonna be a zombie dancing too and mummies too they they love it (laughs) well i like it well there you go so it's it's not a ticketed event you just it's It's not a ticketed event. you just can go there it easily could be a ticketed event if disney wants to do it so here's if this if disney was going to do this in five years, it would be free for everybody. And then in five years, it would be a ticketed event. And then it would run to like 11 or something like that. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Because Disney has that step. I really do think that they they do stuff. They test it. Fully planning on charging for it, but it's free now. I'll give you a taste. The first one's free, buddy. Oh, yeah. The second one will really make you fly. Fast passes yeah. were never going to always be free. Ah, yeah. Who knows, man, right? Anyway, there you go. That's it. I love it. It was so outside of what I thought you would do. What did like, you think I would do? Because you went to Disney Channel made for TV movies. Original movies. It's like yeah. a, it was a re, it's a really like it's a it's a far stretch for you. Well, I I tried to think of things that could actually happen. Yeah. Unlike Daniel. <laughs> hey. You could. You never know. I mean, it could, you're right. 
I mean, the decoms get in the parks. Come on. Yeah. I think it'd be. Yeah, I don't know about I that. I think it'd be cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. That, that's, I guess, what I, all I mean to say is I, I tried to think about stuff that, that we could actually do, that they would actually do, why they would want to make something totally original, especially in a, an area of the park that doesn't get any love at all. You sort of go there to take Instagram pictures because no one else is around. And that's it. Yeah. Let's do something with it. Let's bring some of this IP back because yeah. they, they are movies that they've done before, obviously, right? They exist. So yeah. let's, let's pump them up. And clearly there's something about Mr. Boogity, which is also, there's a sequel called The Wife of Boogity. Oh, geez. Oh, God. Um, they did the next year. Um, there's something about Under Wraps because they just remade it. Right. Okay. So they they gotta they gotta be looking at stuff anyway. So you know how are we gonna get this stuff in there, right? Yeah. And zombies ap- apparently is a very big deal. Apparently. So uh, Dan has has your show ever done anything around that area of the parks? I'm curious. Uh, you which one the the David Bowie that, one or that Supreme? Oh, Resort. Supreme Resort. Um, uh, have we we have done a monsters? We touched on the uh, overlays involving. Wow, my brain is failing. Um, <laughs> COVID brain. It's really it's it's fascinating because it's like I go into I go into a like I got this, and then halfway through yeah. it's like, uh, no, this. the floor <laughs> yeah. is lava. I, yeah, <laughs> half of the sentence just doesn't pan out. Yeah. Um, yes, we are. Well, we're currently trying to get through the entire Hollywood area. So that we could have a versus of the two Hollywood. Eric, could you for a moment pretend that you aren't also on this show and say the things <laughs> that I should be, be also saying? Also, a Hollywood area in uh, in Walt Disney World at Hollywood Studios of all places. Yes, yeah, we're 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 actively working on finishing out the Hollywood streets, oh, so that we can have a Hollywood Street versus Hollywood Street. Okay, nice. very nice, and uh, cool. Yeah, that's that's been an ongoing saga for the last year. <laughs> Sounds like, <laughs> and we derail ourselves kind of constantly. Sounds like it also uh, on purpose, yeah. <laughs> like a mummy. <laughs> All right, well that's mummy. it, everybody. I appreciate you guys tuning in for this weird Halloween-themed eatery, spooky eats, whatever the title Taryn came up with. I appreciate it very much. Um, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash ears up and sign on to be a Patreon supporter. That'd be really great. You get the secret show. You get all that kind of stuff. For everything else you want to know about, we have a website. It's called earsup-podcast.com. There you can uh, track down old episodes of The Supreme Resort and Scraping the Vault and Puny Pod and Bantha Milk for all of your Star Wars and Marvel and weird esoteric Disney things. I don't know what goes on yeah, over those other do. two shows. I don't know. I don't listen to them. What are you going to do, right? Anyway, thank you very Open much for adjustments. tuning in. I appreciate it. Dan, <laughs> thanks for joining. And uh, I hope your thanks COVID vaccine uh, treats you well, buddy. You know, it protects you like a hug from Waltwood. <laughs> exactly. Less, like minus the sweat. Yeah. It smells less like cigarettes, but whatever. Yeah. And scotch. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you in the parks. <laughs>